we saw yesterday, there were, well, we saw in the last two days, there were two, there were two reasons why, the Rebbe gave two reasons why a person might worship a Vedazara. First reason is they make a mistake and think that the intermediaries that the Kaddish Baruch Hu set up as having a certain amount of influence over that which happens in the world, sun, moon, stars, the rabbi doesn't mention here malachim, angels, that they have bechira, they have choice. Therefore, serving them will ultimately result in me receiving something more than I would receive if I didn't serve it. That's the first mistake. The second more serious mistake is that Azav Avaya Sa'aretz, HaKadosh Baruch Hu left the world, created the world, right? Not that he doesn't exist, he's Elokai de Elokaya, right? He created the world and set up this system that such that the world works in accordance with this system, and so to speak, Azav Sa'aretz, and the Marshal the Rabbi brought is a king who appoints ministers to run his affairs and basically has very little to do with what goes on in the country. He's busy uh, hunting foxes or whatever he does. Okay. That was Ois Gimel. And both of those people relate to a Kaddish Baruch as, as Elokah de Elokaya. Right? Either the emphasis is on the, fir- the first Elokah, that even the people who hold is Azavavaya Sa'aretz, but still they hold, they, they, they believe that there's such a deity called the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and he's the god of the gods who are running things. Right? That is the, the, that's their pshat. Even the second people who hold that no, ultimately, uh, Kaddish Baruch who is still intimately involved in the world, but that these intermediaries have a certain amount of choice regarding where they send their bounty. So then, they, because of that, they have a certain level of elokaya. They they have a certain aspect of being a deity, and that's why that's a vedazara because they can do what they want. Okay. In Dalit, the Rebbe says, but there's a, there's a problem with that understanding. If that's the reason that the that the Umas Ha'ilam, the nations of the world, serve uh, serve idols, so the the language in the mushal in the in the is difficult because in the mushal, the king comes in with his entourage, and his entourage has dukes and princes and ministers, whoever's in there, whatever all these different levels of people are. So um, they have choice. They definitely do have choice. So now, that doesn't mean chas v'shalom v'chas v'shalom that the intermediaries that Kaddish Baruch was set up have choice. They don't. They're only the axe in the hands of the woodchopper, a garzen b'yad right? The Rebbe said that a number of times. But by virtue of the fact that the mushal describing the, the way the, 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 the nations of the world relate to the king as opposed to his his entourage, and they will choose one of the members of the entourage as opposed to the king, that's because they're interested in the hashpa they're going to get. They're interested, it's not because the, 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 the emphasis can't be on the mistake of thinking that they have choice, because in the mushal they do have choice. <laughs> so that can't be what the mushal is coming to emphasize, that the intermediaries don't have choice, because in the mushal the intermediaries do have choice, so that's not an issue. What is the issue? The, the Umas Ha'elam are interested in the, the, the result they will get from their service. That's what they're interested in. Right? I'll get something out of this. As opposed to, the Yid wants the king. Why? If you say this last night, someone asked me, it was a, a very interesting fellow, made a L'chaim for his daughter. His daughter got engaged. He's a guy who lives in our neighborhood and gives out just unbelievable amounts of tzedakah every year. Simplest guy. He made the, the, the l'chaim in the same hall I made a bar mitzvah for my kids, right? And, and the whole world was there. Everybody, people came from Tzfas, they came from Haifa, they came from Kiryat Gat, they came, uh, uh, the Lubavitcher Rosh Yeshiva were there because he supports their yeshivas. He, he came from a literature family, so there are all sorts of literature Rosh Yeshiva there because he supports a bunch of kailu. He himself has a kailu of a hundred guys that learn Thursday night for five hours, two hours nigla, three hours chassidus. And he pays them $400 a month, right? Just for that five hours. They get $400 a month for the rest of the week in a kailu. 
but he wants these Litvish guys, these are all guys in the mirror, except he wants them to learn chassidus. Right? So he's got a got hundred guys now, do the math. So hundred guys, he's paying them $400 a month. That's half a million dollars a year. Right? Just that. He gives away an unbelievable amount of stuff to this guy. He's incredible. He really is. Just unbelievable. Simplest guy you'd never know. He, he, he completely unassuming. Very, very special Jew. Very special. So he davens in our shul. And uh, so he made a little last night in this little place. It's so funny because the whole world came. I mean, you can't imagine the place. Arya Dairy came, right? Arya Dairy, the minister, the minister of the interior, showed up. Right? I mean, everybody. So, uh, so the guy sitting next to me said, what, what are you learning? I said, where are they learning? Oh, so what did he say? You mean Ananosiv Malka. That was his name for the Maimon. And that's the name of the Maimon. Ananosiv Malka. That line that describes the Yid as opposed to the Umaseilam. The, the, the Pikeach goes, what does he want? I want the king. The, everybody else wants the minister. Why? So the Rebbe explained at the end of the, what we saw yesterday, Dalit on page Kuf Aleph, the, the Rebbe explains that the difference between the Yidin and the Umasa'ilim is not even the first mistake of the Avid of that they serve what they serve because they think that it has choice. No. The Iker is that they want something in return. That they're interested in the Shefa that they get as a result of their Avid. Whereas the Yid wants simply love it as a melech. Okay, so we'll start again three lines up in the bottom of Kuf Aleph. We saw it quickly at the end of Shir yesterday. Ois Dalit. Last words the Rebbe said. Ve'etzel Yisrael la'ikr hu la'avid es ha'melech. Ve'inyin hu. De'ikr ha'tam al'zev. The essential reason. Meaning the reasons we said before are not the reasons. And that's what we learned from the Mashal. That doesn't mean they're not true. That they don't think those things. They do think those things. But that's not why they serve what they serve. Why do they serve what they serve? De'ikr ha'tam al'zev she'avdu l'kirchavim ha'mazalis hu... And as we mentioned yesterday, all non-Jewish so-called religions are about what you get. The focus is on what you get. That doesn't mean they're terrible horror. I mean, some of them are Mamish David Ezra, right? I mean, some of it's real of Ezra. Some of it isn't of Ezra, right? But it's all focused on what you get. Now, there are people who do that to Yiddishkeit. So Yiddishkeit is all about what you get. You do get. We talked about it at the end of the year. There's no question you get. But that's not what it's about. I'm sorry, I missed the line. The Iker Atam Alzeh, the essential reason, even though we gave other reasons, but the essential reason Alzeh, Sha'avdu Lakechavim Amazalis, that they serve the intermediaries, Kemavur Badrushim, Kibichdei Lakabal Ashpa Mirkadushim, in order to receive Ashpa from Kadushim, Sarathlis Babitim. Person has to be in a state of Bitim. Talk about this in a second. Because Hashpa and Kedusha comes as a result of Avedi. We'll talk about it in a second. So they don't want to be Mavatal themselves. They wanted their Avedi to be about them, which might even be about their spiritual elevation and their spiritual attainment, but also what they get. Now, what they get doesn't have to be in Gashmias, it can be in, in, in Ruchmias. Right? If I really work hard, I'll get all sorts of very pleasant spiritual feelings. That true? Probably true. Right? Still about me. Lachain Abdul Kirchovim Mazalis. Therefore they served Kirchovim Mazalis. Shibhdeila Kabala Shpa mehen, because to receive Hashpa from that level of reality ain't served. It's not a quid pro quo. I'll explain it just after we see the next lines that we saw. We saw the Yisra. As it says in the Zaya, we have to see how the Rebbe explains it in, in another few lines. The Ruach Mas'ava, the Ruach of Tuma, is dumb in Tadr, Tadr is always found, but Magda Barekanai, even in empty places. We ate in Mitzrayim for free. Hidden. Mitzrayim's free. Could you repeat that? Which? In the, the Aramaic sentence? Yeah, yeah. The Ruach Mas'ava, the spirit of Tuma, Mas'ava is filth, Tuma. Izdamin is found, like Zamin, 
Right? If someone is online, that's called zamin. Right? If someone's waiting for a phone call, there's zamin. Tadir constantly. But magnu barekanaya in low places, in empty in in, in emptiness. Kamoshikosov, like the Yidin said, I should We'll talk about it in a second. I just want the Rebbe's going to explain Alp Chsidis what the source of that is, and then we'll be able to explain. Dashpa milumaze, dashpa from the other side, which is what Mitzrayim represents in that pasuk. Hichina, it's free. Well, again, we'll talk about this. Another reason they wanted to receive the Ashpa from Kechav Mazal is that's brought down through these intermediaries, it's greater. Why? And this is what, let's see this, now we'll explain it at the end of the, in the middle of the next line. That since the nourishing that comes from the sitra achu, humia makif, is from a level of makif. We know what makif is, a level that's transcendent. It's beyond seder ishtalshalus, which is the orderly downward, downward emanation of light into vessels, one level after another. Shashpa misham hishaloi alpi cheshbet. The hashpa that comes from there, it's not based on any accounting. It just shines. We'll talk about it in a second. Hari hashpa, he, this hashpa, is beribui godin, is with tremendous abundance. Oh. So not only do they not have to be mavato themselves, they get more. What's pshad? There's two different sources of hashpa. And we've talked about this in many different contexts, but also in this context. There's a level of ashpa that comes from what's called the makif. Level of ashpa that comes from makif. What does that mean? A level of incredibly powerful light that shines down on the world and energizes the world and vitalizes the world and gives the world what, it's, what it needs, regardless of whether or not the world is, so to speak, deserving of that, etc. Kuf, kuf. Base, page kuf base. Uh, regardless of whether the world is, is deserving of that, not deserving of that, what's the mashal? The sun. The sun shines without any cheshben as to where the light is going, which means the sun will shine on a plant in a field which needs sunshine, and the sun will shine on a, on, on a garbage heap. It makes no difference whatsoever to the sun. That's a makif. Right? And as a matter of fact, the sun shining on the garbage heap, not only is it not necessary, it's just a waste of sunlight, it's detrimental because it starts to really stink. Right? But it doesn't matter. That's the way Makif shines. Right? Now, the Abishter created the world in such a way that there's such a level of light that vitalizes the world. Obviously, that's what allows for the existence of reality that creates the need for a Veda. Right? I mean, if everything were the way the way it's supposed to be, then there would be no Aveda. I mean it is the way it's supposed to be. It's, it's supposed to be in such a way that it demands a Veda. Right?
Kedusha is by definition a function of bitl, a function of the orderly downward emanation of light. Now, what happens, we know, in order for the light to emanate downward in an orderly fashion, what has to happen to the light? Goes through Seder Ishtashlis. Goes through Seder And what happens is it goes through Seder Ishtashlis. What's happened to that light at every level as it emanates down? It's diminishing and diminishing and diminishing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why the, the, the Rebbe re- mentioned relative to the Makif, it's Baribui Godel. Sunlight is incredibly powerful. The light that's going to be drawn down in Kedusha is not necessarily as powerful. The Shefa might be less. Right? Me and the Rebbe is going to say something absolutely revolutionary but it makes perfect sense, right? It's just no one ever says it. People are afraid to sing. It might be that if you don't work on Shabbos, you're going to make less money. Why? Because you're not working one day a week. And if you own a store, well, that's a pretty good shopping day, isn't it? (laughs) People go shopping on Saturday. Well, you're not open. So your competition is obviously going to make sales that you're not making. Of course, we've all heard stories and, a lot, and not that they're not true. They're true stories about people who started keeping Shabbos and actually ended up making more money. It's, those stories are true, and there's no question. There's a tremendous bracha, right? But that being said, naturally, why do we tell those stories? Because they're unusual, right? Most taxi drivers who don't drive on Shabbos make less than the taxi drivers who do drive on Shabbos. Why? Because there's no buses on Shabbos in this country. Taxi drivers probably do pretty well on Shabbos, right? <laughs> Because if anybody wants to go anywhere, they have to take a bus. If they don't have a car, they have to take a, a taxi. They can't take a bus. There's no bus. Right? Okay, so I guess taxis do pretty well. I know they, I rarely walk to my own on Shabbos. Every now and then I'll walk in at the, 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 the Tachad Amerikazid. Baruch Hashem, they're all Arabs. Arab cabs lined up. They're waiting for people you know, to show up. Because people show up. Get in cabs. And probably the cab rides are longer cab rides because people go places. Okay, fine. Right. So it might be that the bracha is actually beribui gadol, and if it weren't, if by definition, if you keep Shabbos and eat kosher, you get more parnasa, then guess what? Would Everybody would keep Shabbos and eat kosher, <laughs> and it would have nothing to do with the kaddish baruch. It would have to do with getting more stuff. Oh. I, I can get more stuff if I keep Shabbos. Okay, I'll keep Shabbos. It's not why a Jew keeps Shabbos. A Jew doesn't keep Shabbos because they're going to get more stuff. A Jew keeps Shabbos because you, you want to have a relationship with the king. You have to keep Shabbos. You want the king. You have to keep Shabbos. And then do with getting more. Might you get less? You might get less. Absolutely. Right? Obviously, this isn't the reason. What happen, What is the poorest town in, in Israel? Per capita income. What's the poorest town in Israel? You can say Demona or something. Jerusalem. No, 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 no. Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the most expensive place in the country to live, so people have to have a few bucks. Bnei Brak. Really? Right? Bnei Brak. Yeah. Well, in all fairness, now, you know, part of it is because people are sitting in Kailal and not making anything. Part of it is because half the people are making something that's not on the books. But, but, <laughs> but, 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 no, but it, 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 per capita income in Bnei Brak is the lowest in all the country, right? Oh, you say, well, I don't understand. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very from city, right? I mean, it's a city full of Shemir Shabbos and Kashrus and Tarzim Mishpacha and serious people who are learning. Shouldn't the bounty, it should just be a place that the, 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 the streets are paved with gold. That's not how it works. God doesn't run the world that way. Right? So if you want Kedusha, you might actually have to be mavatli yourselves a little bit and, make, and make, make, make life about something other than simply what I get because that's not what Kedusha is about. Kedusha isn't about what I get. Kedusha is about the king. Ananosiv Malka. The Pikeach wants the king. That doesn't mean there isn't tremendous bracha. Of course, there's bracha. We learned that we we learned uh, we learned uh, in Leisim Shekela, The Rebbe talks about the bracha, even that was even though interesting enough, that was ribui bracha. Basic bracha is not based on bani chaim is not based on aveda, right? The Rebbe said that in the Maimah clearly because Chazal said it. it's not based on aveda. Right? It's all mazel. 
By the way, yes. It's the end of tomorrow's chitis and the beginning of Shabbos's chitis. So is Yatsachina Main Kosov in this week's part. It's always cool now when you find a pattern. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, the Tzav is coming up in two weeks. The Yomishtesa, you'll say in a, in a month, two months. In uh, Nisan, beginning in Nisan, you'll say it on the 11th day. Umizem Muvan. Goidel Hashevach Vapikhus to Yisrael. And this it's understood the great praise and, and, and intelligence, cleverness to Yisrael. She'enam Eivdim Ela Lakadish Baruch, that they only serve the Eivishta. Tahagam Shebechdei Lekabal Mikadusho. That even though in order to receive from Kedusha Tzarech Lavaydev Yagiyo, it has to be hard work. Vagam az, and even then, ashpa, this ashpa is milchatchilo, if it's commensurate to my aveda, but medida vagbola, it's limited, lafim midas aveda, based on my aveda. Mikol makim, he mevatrim al ribu yashefa begashmias, they're willing to forego the great shefa in gashmias. Afshegam yisrael yechilim lekabel. Now the Rebbe says something really interesting, because I mean, look around in the world. Right? Even though the Yidden are able to receive Lafisha temporarily, Shefa Milumazeh, tremendous Shefa Milumazeh from the other side, Voloyoid, not only do they receive Elashem, Neitlim Chelik Barosh, if the Yidden want to play the game of the non Jewish world, they'll get more than anybody else. Look around, right? Right? The Bloombergs of the world. Now, it's interesting. It's, it, it, the, the richest guys are Dafka, not Yidden, even though they think we have all the money. Right? They're not Yidden. But the Yidden did very, very well. Lefi Sha'ah, temporarily. Mikol Mokem, Heim They're willing to forego this. What does he want? He wants the Melech. V'chaviv lem Yisra Ashpah Metzumtzemes it's dearer to them, the limited hashpa, shenim sheches miyakadusha. But it comes that it's it's miyakadusha, meaning he'd rather run his business honestly, and make a little less money. But it's money that was made on, in, in in a proper way and in an honest way, than cut the ethical corners that everybody else in the business that he's in does in order to make more. Because he wants to, he wants the king. He doesn't want the chef. He wants the king. Could he play the game of chef? Of course he could play the game of chef. He would probably play the game of chef as well as better than anybody else. That's not what he's interested in. He wants his business to be a clea of Kedusha. Does he have so, other ways, though, that aren't monetary? Like running his business that He could, 100%. But Alpi Teva? Yeah. He won't. Alpi Teva, he'll make less money than the guys who run their business honestly. Uh, dishonestly. The guys who, they, you know, I, I mean, in the old days, things are changing. Right? I mean, they're changing it because they're making the economy a more normal economy. But in the old days, no one paid taxes in this country. I mean, you, you, I mean, of course you paid taxes if you made a, if, if, if The only people who paid full taxes were the people on a salary. Their taxes are taken and there's nothing they can do about it. But everything, I mean... Anytime you want to buy anything, people would ask you, do you want black or white? Huh? Yeah. Wild West. Yeah, it was the Wild West until until BB. Really? BB changed all that. Right? Why? Well, he cut he cut the tax rate, so people could actually make a living and still pay taxes. It's like the little bit of seichel, right? It was run by socialists before, right? So what does socialists do? Let's tax everybody up here so then everybody cheats on their taxes. That was just how it works because you can't make a living if you don't cheat on your taxes. So then he came in and said, well, this doesn't work. This is ridiculous. Let's cut the tax rate and people actually pay taxes and we'll make more money because people will pay and then everybody else will be honest. And that's, you can't fool around anymore. You can't fool around. In the old days, there was no such, was no such thing. Right? Okay, so the guy who was honest Meaning, in the old days with the black market and the, and, the, and the shekel and the dollar. It was the lira in those days, okay. 
So if you went to the bank, let's say, I don't remember the numbers, but let's say if you went to the bank, you'd give them a dollar, you give them a thousand dollars, and they'll give you 4,000 shekels. If you went to the black market, they'll give you 5,000 shekels. Now, black market's illegal. Okay, so what do you do? Like, are you, are, right? Are, are you an idiot and you go to the bank? Or you have a brain in your head and you go to the black market? Or is it the other way around? I don't know, it's an interesting question. Right? Now, wet halacha, which one you have to go? I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a Pisic and I'm not Paskening, which I'm just saying th- those were the choices because that's what was out there. Right? So if you're buying an apartment and someone's sending you some money, Your apartment can cost 20% less. You go to the black market, you're buying an apartment, you're not buying a, you know, a, a, an apple. 20% on an apple, okay. 20% on an apartment? That's a lot of money. Meaning, is the money coming in as a check or are they putting it into your bank? That's the difference. If they wire the money to your bank account, so then you're, you're getting four. If they send you a check, you go to the black market, you get five, now you have cash. Everybody was, had cash. Okay. So now, I'm just bringing that as an example of the way that if you don't, if you don't play the way you... Now, it, whether or not that's usur or not is an interesting question. I'm not passing the halacha. Whether or not that's forbidden or not, Pitara law to, to deal with the black market and those... Be, I, I don't know. Right? I don't know. Okay. Dinah de Mahusa Dinah is a very interesting thing. The whole idea of uh, having to follow the laws of the state is a very, very interesting question relative to a Jewish state that doesn't run al halacha. You have to follow the laws. Right? It's a separate question. It's an interesting question. Okay? That's not what I'm getting into. Yes, it's different. Even though, in all fairness, did we follow laws in Poland? Of course not. We tried to... Tried to you know, work around every law possible because all the laws were written to kill us, right? Make it impossible for us. Okay, so then what do you... Those are all very interesting questions, but I'm, I'm not, we're not talking about that. I'm just talking about the fact that all things being equal, in a normal place, if you, if you run your business ethically, you will probably make less money than the people who are cutting ethical corners. It's just the way it is. Okay. So what do you want to do? That's the challenge. Right. Now, South Africa is probably a really interesting place. Probably, you know, it, it probably almost impossible to do anything without bribing people, etc. Because that's just the way the whole place works. Right? There was a big scandal in Canada about a, com- a company that uh, gave a lot of money to the present prime minister, and they were doing work in Libya, so they bribed certain officials. So it was a big scandal. Well. There's no such thing as doing anything in Libya without bribing officials. There's no such thing as getting a contract to build a building if you don't bribe officials, so... Same here. <laughs> less. No, much less. There's corruption here, but, you know, we're on the... We're one of the, you know, 10, 15 places where it's manageable. There's a few world places in the world where corruption isn't complete and total. And this is one of them, you know. You can't buy your way out of a, out of a traffic ticket here. In Brazil, if you get pulled over by a cop, you just give him fifty dollars and he drives away. And that's most countries in South America. That's most countries in Africa. That's some countries in Asia. Right? Probably France. <laughs> right? There's a few countries where things are actually basically straight. And the fact that this is one of them is really, it relatively, is really quite astounding. America's also, all sorts of things aren't straight, right? But, you know, most things are. Right? It runs, it works. South Africa doesn't work. It's just complete corruption, total. Hmm? Okay. So that's all, that's all, you know, that, that also doesn't, you know, that it just doesn't work, right? Okay. But, but back to the, 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 the point of the mimer. The point of the mimer is that if I, I, I'm not necessarily going to connect to more Shefa and Brocha by virtue of the fact that I'm connecting to Kedusha. As a matter of fact, I might even 
end up with less physical bracha. Right? Okay, that's pretty interesting. And that I'll be careful. That's the way the world works. The Abish can do whatever he wants. But I'll be careful if I'm not working on Shabbos. I'm gonna my, my store is going to sell less merchandise than the guy who is working on Shabbos. Even though I'm open Sunday. Say them. He's open Shabbos. Unless, you know, I'm a kosher butcher. The reason of the pikeach, that he chooses the king and not the ministers. So the, the reason given in the Medrash, and this is one of our questions in the Medrash, why do we need a reason? Why Now, we understand it more to the extent that the pikeach is now someone who's willing to forego a certain level of shefa in order to have a relationship with the king. So that takes a certain amount of pikhus, that takes a certain amount of intelligence, right? That is lofty, right? As opposed to just, I, mean, well, I don't understand. Well, of course I'll go to the king. The king's more powerful than the sarim. No, 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 no. In this case, we're talking about a situation where I, I'm, not necess- I'm not going to the king to get something, right? So many stories, you know, so many stories of people walking into the Rebbe with a with a shopping list and they forget to ask the Rebbe what it is that they were sent to ask for in terms of a shidduch for this one and a shidduch for this one, right? Because they're just complete, they're, they're, all they can think about is, well, wait a minute, I have to serve God better. Right? They would forget to ask the Rebbe for whatever bracha it was, they, you know, the shopping list, I know, they... When they tell the stories in Fabrengans, they talk about the shopping list that their wife gave them. I don't know whether the wife or the husband made up the list, but they always say, the wife makes up the list. Why? Well, because there's a daughter that needs a bracha, and there's a son that needs help with his parnasa. Okay, no, you're going to the rabbi, so take care of it. Guy walks in, what does he forget to talk about? The daughter needs a shidduch, and the son who needs parnasa. What does he, what, what does he end up talking about? The fact that he can't daven. Okay. And the nasib malk. Right. He's aware of the fact that he wants the king. So, in the presence of the of of, of an earthly king, you, you're you're not necessarily going to be thinking about yourself. You're going to be thinking about something more important. Whereas, in the presence of the of the minister, okay. So, it, you take a certain it takes a certain amount of pikkus to the, the whole reason he went to the minister was to get something from the minister. Arya Derry was at that l'chaim last night because obviously. It was useful for Arya Derry to be there, right? And it was obviously the reason that he knew the guy making the l'chaim is because he, you know, he's probably given certain uh, okays to projects that he does. He, he builds things, okay? So he's probably gotten okays from the Ministry of the Interior to build certain things. So they have a relationship, okay? That's the way it works. That's why he was there. He wasn't there because he wanted to uh, connect to Ruchnius, okay? I mean that's okay. You're allowed. You know, you're, you're, got, you're allowed to do that. It's called business. But the pikeach wants the king. However, in the mushal there was a reason that the pikeach wants the king. You remember the reason? King doesn't change. Right. King doesn't change, and the ministers change. So what's that? Let's see. Vatam shel pikeach lezeshe beicher ba melech v'lei basarim hu b'neisha kulu mischalfin u'malka lo mischalaf. Because they all change and the king doesn't change. Exchanged, something along those lines. First glance. It's possible to say a kavonavaze, the intention in this is. Now, when you say it, first glance, you probably understand that we're going to say this, but then going to come to a deeper understanding. The bounty that comes from the other side. Even though. It's of great abundance, greater abundance. Mi hashpa ba mi kedusha. The hashpa that comes from kedusha, who davar mischalif shein lekiyum. It's something that it's exchange that has no kiyum, has no. It doesn't last. I once heard a mushal, an amazing mushal by Eifim, a fitcher Eifim. Said Eilam Hazer. Eilam Hazer is very enticing. Now, what do people want? Bottom line. People want to be happy. That's what they want, bottom line. Right? Okay, so what do they think? Well, if I make some money and get all this stuff in Gashmis, I'll be happy. Right? Okay, so, I mean, 
you don't have to be such a pikeach to look around and notice that that doesn't work. But everybody says, well, I'll be different. Right? Okay, fine. So he brought such an amazing motion. What's Gashmis? Gashmis is like a bum check. The guy gives you a check. Someone gives you a check for a million dollars. Wow! A million dollars! I've got a million dollars! Unbelievable! Right? He's so happy. Wow! Amazing! But what happens? He goes to put it in the bank. It's worthless. That's Gashmis. Wow! Oh, what a restaurant, what a this, what a that, what a game, what a movie, what a... And, but then, then at the end, what? It's a bum check. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't give you anything. It doesn't put persons depressed at the end of the movie because the movie's over, because now they have nothing to do. <laughs> Such an interesting motion. It's like a bum check. When you get it, wow, a million bucks. You try to put it in the bank. Worthless. Okay. So, so the hashpa that you get from Mulum is a kiyo. That's what you might think. It doesn't last. After the rectification of things, meaning when things are come out, right? And when ultimately there's a rectification of all the sparks of holiness that fell into Klippas, Shemizehu Achayu Shalem, and this is the ultimate vitality of them, he's Batlilagamri, so then this whole state of reality will disappear. But I mean, that's not exactly, you know, I mean, that is, should be Teka from Yad Mamish immediately, but that's not something that people relate to as something that's going to happen immediately. Meaning when Mashiach comes and everything is revealed in terms of what it really is, so then this is useless. Right? Okay. Remember once there was an old Chassidish of uh of uh, a guy who was lost on a, on some sort of desert island, and there was a, there was a, there was some sort of society over there, and what did they do? They collected fish. They all collected fish. So, so Chassidus, so he collect fish. So he was there for quite a while. So he, he you know, sort of took upon himself their way of doing things. And he collected a bunch of fish. He had he had a lot of fish stored in, in his, you know, in, he had these big, huge warehouses full of fish. Now, they, you know, they get the smell after a while, but okay, save it. So he would, you know, catch fish and put them in. So there was, it was this place in the middle of the ocean, and so there was just a lot of fish. So he, he, he just got the fish and he put them in his warehouse and until finally, um, finally, uh, he was able to, to find out where where he had to go to get back to where he came from. And he was very excited, so he hired a boat because he, 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 he had some money. He gave a bunch of fish to someone to get a big boat. And he loaded all his fish on the boat. And he put them all in the boat. And he, and he took the boat and he went back to where he was coming from. So as he was approaching the harbor of where he came from, you can imagine this, this big, huge boat full of fish that's been hanging around for two months, six months, eight months, five years. You, could, you know, it's like you could see the smell. And as he's coming up to the thing, the, the boat is just, it's pretty pungent, this boat. And it's, it, he, he sees some of his family at the, at the dock. He says, I've, 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 I'm here, I'm here. Right? I forgot the beginning of the Basha, but it doesn't matter. I'm here, I'm here. And they're, 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 it's all about fish, isn't it? It's all about collecting fish. I got so much fish. Look how much fish I got. He says, but your fish stinks. Look at your fish. It stinks. So he says, well, what is there here? So after the beginning of the story, he's shipwrecked. He has a couple of jewels in his pocket. Right? He says, they say, what, well, what's of importance here? Jewels. Jewels. So he had traded some jewels to get some fish. Right? He ended up with a whole thing full of fish, but the fish isn't really so useful. Right? But the jewels, the island he was on had jewels everywhere. But no one wanted any jewels. It was dime a dozen everywhere. What you what you needed was fish. Fish was what people really liked. Jewels. They would sell jewels to get fish. So he gave all his jewels away and took all these fish. Okay. So he got back and he realized he's, he's like made a big mistake and he has this boat full of fish that's sort of useless. Okay. So that's what the Rebbe's saying here, right? Because what's what's the fish? The fish is all the gashmius and elamaze, right? I, I loaded up on fish. 
Okay, B'seder. But ultimately, it's of no absolute use. It's useful down here. There's no question. I need it, but it's not, you know, I'm not going to hoard it and store it. Okay, what is useful down here? And what's, ulti- I mean, you might not know, but what ultimately is there down here that's really quite amazing? Jewels. What are those jewels? Tired mitzvahs. Unbelievable mitzvahs down here. You can only do them down here. They're all over the place, everywhere. Aye, but I might walk over a bunch of mitzvahs in order to go get some more fish. Right? But in the end, what have I got? A bunch of fish. I mean, why well, is a bunch of fish? So that's what the rabbi says here, that, that, that the, it, you might think that this is the pshat, right? That after the beer, when everything is clarified, when you, when you bring about, a, uh, when there's a rectification of all the sparks of godliness that fell down here, Shemizeu Chayushal, I mean that's the ultimate chayus of everything down here. What Yisbatlo Lagamre? So then all of the all of this external reality will just disappear into a state of nothingness because it's taka nothing. What's real is elokus, and that'll become absolutely clear. Umikoshikin all the more so benagel Israel relative to Yidden shigam achshav that even now. The fact that Yidin are able to acquire vitality from the other side, and tremendous vitality from the other side, and as the Rebbe said earlier, in an amazing line, maybe even more than anybody else. Sorry, so the, 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 the line in the last paragraph. Right? They might get the biggest piece. That's all. It's only temporary. But in absolute reality, what? It's about Kedusha. So to, on the other hand, the other side literally, the fact that the hashpa that comes from Kedusha, it is measured and limited because it's in accordance with the person's Aveda, the, the extent that a person can draw down that level, so then they do Hurak Achshav, that's only now. But after, once there's a revelation of the source of things, meaning Mashiach, once the world is ultimately rectified, She's gala shurish to bechinas apnimius. She shurish that the true source of everything who me apnimius amakif. There's the makif, and then there's apnimius amakif. The true desire of everything that happened and what's what's coming from a very very high place in elokus. The reason that the Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world the way he does he did is in, and and continues to vitalize it the way he does is in order for to allow you and I to do real aveda and ultimately elevate things and connect into their source in ruchnius and when that all comes out in the wash, kedusha then the the bounty from the kedusha will be much greater and this could also be elam haba for the yid right gan eden. The ribui of the kedusha will be a much greater ribui, mi a ribui than the abundance that is drawn down michitzenius amakif from the external state of makif, like the Moshe we said earlier about the sun. Hashayach kam lashpia baklipas, and that level will also uh, express itself in klipas. In other words, what might be pshad and mischalif le mischalif? Ultimately, in the end, where's the real shefa? Kedusha. Where? Gan Eden. Mashiach. Meaning when Mashiach comes, so obviously it'll be clear that the, the real chef is in Kedusha. Right? So that's what the Pikeach wants? What's wrong with this understanding of the Pikeach? What's it ultimately about? I know. Reward. It's ultimately about the Shefa. Right? Just the delayed gratification. You're smart enough to know that if I invest, I'll get more. I'm not going to spend all my money now. I'll spend it late. I'll spend. I'll spend it sparingly now and invest a lot, and I'll end up with more in the end. So now we're on three steps. What? We're on like now. We're on like the third step. What do you mean? Like the first one was that one was that God was here. Or God was like, he was here, he left. No. He's like still active, but they have their own choices. Ah, okay, so this is, okay, you're fair. 
that this is still meaning, meaning we're, we're trying to explain why the, 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 this was an attempt to explain why the pikeach is a pikeach because he's not taken by the immediate reward he's more interested in the long term reward right because the immediate reward disappears whereas the long term reward doesn't disappear that's basically what, what the Rebbe is saying but we're going to throw that out also. First of all, we started with Lechura. I mean, no way. When we say Lechura, we're going to throw it out. Meaning, at first glance, you would say like this. That means at second glance, I won't. Right? But what's wrong with this? Well, he's still focused on Shefim. Okay, but Seder. He's, in, those, in those four gentlemen we talked about yesterday, right? So he's the second guy. He's not the guy who wants a good dinner right now. He's the guy who's bringing the flowers so that he'll, you know, he'll have he'll have Elam Haba. There'll be a nice atmosphere in the house, a longer term. Right? Okay. People will walk in the room and try to figure out how to make everybody think they're the greatest guy on earth within five minutes. Okay, there's those guys. But they're not as smart as the guys who walk into the room and figure that if I play my cards right over the next month or two, everybody will think I'm the coolest guy here. But I have to play my cards right. Because usually if the guy walks in and starts telling everybody how cool he is, everybody goes, this guy's, you know, lovely, he's a jerk, you know, who's this guy? (laughs) Okay. Now, it might work on some people. Wow, you know so-and-so? Wow, you were there? Wow, you did that? Wow. Okay, so some people, but really the guy who's really cool, he's done all that, but he doesn't tell anybody. He lets them find out themselves. And then he's even cooler, right? So he's willing to spend two months just waiting until everybody figures out how he is really the coolest. And not only is the coolest, he's also very humble because he didn't tell anybody, right? So he's, he plays his cards right. Yeah, still though. Absolutely. Still exactly the same. It's just a little, I mean, he's smarter than the, the guy who walks in and says, hello, everybody, I'm here. Okay, no, that's not the way to play the game. If his agenda is that everybody should think he's meaning that, that, that which, which is explaining the opposite of Bittel, right? His agenda is that everybody should think he's a great guy, so you could try to do it immediately, or you could do it in a slower, subtle way. Okay, the second guy's smarter than the first guy, but it's all the same. Still interested in everybody thinking he's a great guy. That's his agenda. Okay, that's not Bittel. That's Yeshus. Okay, so so to this, he's smarter. It's more sophisticated. But it's still the same, because all he wants is the shefa. That's what I was going to say. She doesn't get it now. Right? If to the ones who transgress his will, meaning that they get a lot of bounty, they just get it now. The ones who do his will, all the more so. Right? They're going to get a tremendous amount of bounty. It just might not be now. It might not be in Gashmias. It'll be in Ruchnias. Lamabo, Ganeiden. Once Mashiach comes, it'll all be good. Right? Okay. So I'm willing to forego the Shefa now in order to get more Shefa later. Okay, so what's he interested in? It's not Shefa. Yeah, that's what it is. Absolutely. Not Shefa. Now. Does he get Shefa later? Yes, absolutely. There's no question. There's something called Elam Abba. There's something called Gan Eden. But if a Jew does a mitzvah in order to get Gan Eden, that's called by us, Shaloi Lushma. Not for the sake of the king. Right? That's Mother Teresa. Exactly. That doesn't mean she's not a good lady. But why did she do it? Salvation. For who? Mother Teresa. Everything. That's, but that, that's what we were talking about earlier. That's every every religion. Now, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, the Yidden will turn Yiddishkeit into that also. Absolutely, hundred percent. Right. Okay. You fair? Hundred percent. And as a matter of fact, it takes a lot of work not to do that. That's why he's a pikeah. It's exactly. I mean, we're getting closer to understanding why this guy's a pikeah because that's a lot. That's very easy to do. Right. A lot of people sell Yiddishkeit. What? You'll get Ganadin. Do you? Of course you do. It's not, it's not a lie, it's true. Is that a reason to do a mitzvah? No. What's the reason to do a mitzvah? Because a mitzvah is atzmus. And you want the king. Not for the spiritual upliftedness you get. No. No. 
No. Might that happen? Great. Why are you doing that? God likes it. That's it. Neto. God likes it. Why does he like it? Oh, it's weird. Ask me. Black straps and leather boxes. Okay. But he likes it. Okay. So, get what he wants. Why? Because you want the king. You want a relationship with the king. So that's where you get the king. The king is in putting on Philip. The king is in learning Torah. The king is in giving stucker. The king is being a, in being a mensch. That's where the king is. So you, want the, so you want the king. What are you going to get from it? What are you getting the king? What else do you want? Could we say um, that, that the first um, ideology is like a madrigan in order to get to the second? Oh, absolutely. You might tell someone at the beginning that, you know, this is good for you and, uh, you know, I mean, today I don't think people talk about Gan Eden. Right. Because people aren't, I mean, that doesn't, uh, people aren't what you're talking about. Because the idea of talking about delayed gratification, and no one is interested in that in the least. Right? They want something now. What can you give them now? Meaning in life. Sell meaning in life. Okay. But at a certain point, hopefully you're going to stop selling meaning in life and you'll start selling God. Because meaning in life is all about me. Meaning in my life. We talked about this once. I remember did a survey in this class. A friend of mine told me the difference between you know, the, 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 your average Belchuva today as opposed to the average Belchuva 40 years ago. Not that they were better 40 years ago. That's not what he was talking about. Just difference. Different world. A completely different world. Okay. So today, since there's absolute chaos out there, so what are people looking for? Something must mean something. There must be some meaning in all of this. Okay, so they're looking for that meaning, right? Forty years ago, that wasn't what they were looking for because people had a meaning. They just didn't think that meaning was the true meaning. Right? They thought it was false. They were looking for what you might call the truth. Whether they were, they were I mean, just yeah, it's not better. It's different. I mean, they were, they were reacting to a different, to a different reality, right? There was tremendous structure in the world. 45, 50 years ago, when you know the first ballet chuva started, you know of, of the what now called the Balchuva movement, Halavaya movement, but uh, you know there was a lot of structure in the world. They just were rebelling against that structure because their structure was true. That was silly. It was this it was collecting fish, but in a very structured way. Some of it was good. People believed in family. People believed in being honest. People believed in marriage. You believe in God? Um, no. Not really. They didn't. I mean, no more than they do today. The same people who do today did then. The guy in Nebraska did then. But the guy in, the guy in you know, in so-called more sophisticated, you know, college educated, blah, 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 blah. The chaos that exists today didn't exist. We're still... What chaos? That nothing means anything. Nothing means anything. Right? Absolutely nothing. Your biological parts don't mean you're a man or a woman. <laughs> Absolutely irrelevant. What are you talking about? Nothing means anything. There is no meaning to anything. You want to be a monkey? You're a monkey. Which is com completely chaotic. So people are like, well, hold on a second, this is nuts. There must be something that's real. Okay. I don't know what it is. It is what it is. Okay, but say there, no, but, but yeah, no, there'll be a backlash to it, absolutely. There's going to be a backlash at some point. But, but so, so, you know, the idea of meaning in life. So what's meaning in life? Meaning in life is still for me. Yes, of course that's going to be something very important. But ultimately, Yiddishkeit is not about meaning in life. Yiddishkeit is about God. You get there. Oh, 100%. But you have to make sure you start talking about it with people. Right. Can't leave them in the meaning in life business. Right? So, uh, Towards a Meaningful Life is a great book right. to get you in the door. It's, a gateway. it's great for Glenn Beck because he's never going to get past that. Yeah. No, he's never got past So he loves it. And it's good, good, amazing, great. Okay. Now, I, don't, I never read the book, but I mean, if you were to ask Simon, 
Is that what it's about? It's like, well, the ultimate meaning, like, meaningful life is when you're not interested in a meaningful life, you're just interested in God. That's the, now, maybe he says that in the book. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, I've never read the book. I don't think he wrote the book for me. Right? He's an amazing person. So there's a guy. I, you know, I'm more impressed with the fact that he teaches a shir and I, I'm, I'm impressed, like he doesn't need me to be impressed. <laughs> I, I, I take that back. That was a you know, disgusting comment. But, but, but you know, I, I, the fact that he teaches iron base every day is, you know, pretty amazing. He wrote a good book, I agree. Published by, you know, some serious publisher who doesn't usually publish Jewish books. Amazing. Good. I get it. Important to do, amazingly important to do, to get out there and get some truth out there into the darkness. I agree. Amazing. But what's more amazing? He teaches Iron Base every morning to a group of people in Crown Heights, and it's online, and, 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 and he has a website called, you know, ironbase.org. And he thinks you can change the world by learning Iron Base. Oh, wow. That's a real guy. Okay. Let's find a place to stop, and we'll stop. But, but but we just saw the wrong answer, so we have to at least, you know, see why we have to. Aval, where the Rebbe says five lines. Birze ain't a speak. This is not sufficient. The lefize gam bechirasei shall a pikeach ba melech. Also, the choice of the pikeach in the king who bishvil ashpa shetiliyal yadeza that will be to him as a result of this. He's interested in ashpa. He's just willing to wait because the ashpa later is better than the ashpa now. Vachiluk beinay and the difference between him who bein elu and between those shabachru basarim that chose the ministers duxin vechule all of the entourage who shehem chayshvim rak b'matzav ahoyve they're only thinking about the present. And he's willing to think about the future. Like Chazal says, who's the wise man? Who's the pikeach? The one who sees that which will be. Right? Now, why isn't that enough? Maybe that's pshat. So let's just read one more line, then we'll stop. Why is that not pshat? Oh. Aval the Rebbe's not saying it's not pshat because the Rebbe doesn't think so. The Rebbe's saying pshat in a medrash, right? It's chazal. You have to say pshat in a chazal. What are chazal explaining? Theoretically, you can say that's pshat. That's what he means. The king doesn't change and they'll change. In other words, the chef I'll get from them is temporary. The chef I'll get from the king is constant. Because once I get the chef from the king in Gan Eden, so it's forever. It doesn't come there forever. Until I come down here in Elam Abba and it's even better. Okay, so maybe that's pshat. No, why isn't that pshat? Because it says because it's not pshat in the medrash. That's what the Rebbe's about to explain, and we'll read until the middle of the next line, and we'll stop. the fact that it says in the medrash, the fact that he didn't serve only God, who mipneki chelki havaya amra nafshi, my chelik is the Abishta. Doesn't say the Abishta gives me more. Says my chelik is the Abishta. What does he want? Ana nosi balka, which is what it says in the in the medrash. I want the king. Not I want the king because I get shefa. I want the king neto, because that's the that's the that's the pasuk that's being explained in the medrash. So I can't explain the the I can't I, I interpret the medrash to tell that it's telling me that he wants the delayed gratification because it's greater and longer lasting than the immediate gratification. Because that's not what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says, Chelki Avaya. My portion is Avaya. Oh, and that's what we're trying to explain. So the Dagesh is on Anu Nasiv Malka. I want the king. So then we have to figure out, okay, so then why is there a reason? We're back to our original so we stuff to understand the reason. Why is there a reason? This, switch, this, this exchanges, this disappears, this doesn't disappear. What does that got to do with anything? Oh, so we'll have to see. That's what we'll see on Sunday, Brother Shem. Okay. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.